Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. All right, guys, we are back on the Next Level Agents podcast, and today I am joined by Laura Griffin from Northern Virginia. Laura, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me, Kevin. I'm doing so good. I'm glad to do this. I, I love it when friends of mine say, hey, you need to know someone else. You should talk to someone else or interview them. And that was the case. A mutual friend of ours, someone I've known for a long time, and I think maybe you just met, Laura, in, also in Virginia, had introduced we were messaging on Instagram one night. I just met someone that I think you should, you'd probably be interested in knowing. And so I was like, tell me more. So she did. And I was like, do you, f- you feel comfortable making an introduction? So she did. And here we are. And we hopped, you and I hopped on the phone a couple of weeks ago for maybe all of five minutes. Glad though, because what I wanted to do is get to know you now when I can press record and get the good stuff out. I tend to quiz people and ask them about their business and themselves and what makes them tick. And Sometimes if I do that on the phone too much, then it could take a little bit away from the interview. So I'm glad to do this really, truly a first time of you and I actually getting to connect while recording. Yeah, no. And the, we called her the other Laura the whole time at the conference. <laughs> it was one Laura and the other Laura. The other Laura is fabulous. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's awesome. Why don't we start here? First, tell us a little bit about your business, how long you've been in the business, and then I'll dive into the, the meat and potatoes on the Facebook stuff, but then I'm sure we'll find plenty of stuff to jump around with. Sure. Yeah. So my husband medically retired from the Air Force, I don't know, maybe 13 years ago. And so we moved from Cal- Northern California to Northern Virginia. And I t- had a job as a bank manager and then had my daughter and realized I wanted a different lifestyle, not working 60 hours a week, but a little less stress. So I told my husband, I said, I was in the real estate industry, but a different capacity in California. I said, go back to real estate. So I had just had my daughter and I called who's my broker now. And I said, Hey, Eric, you sold me that house a couple of years ago. Do you remember me? And he's like, yes. I said, I think I want to be a real estate agent. And are you hiring anybody? And he said, actually, yeah, I'm growing my team. I think at the time he had maybe less than 10, maybe five or six people and joined his team. He was like a rainmaker. So he would provide us like online leads and all the things and the training and all the things you need as a new agent. And then they started their own brokerage maybe eight years ago or so. So I was on his team for gosh, maybe four years. Cause right. Probably right after I had my son, my second child, I decided to jump on my own and, and get off of the lead. We called it the leads team, get off of his leads team and take the training wheels off of getting online leads. And so that's how I started in the real estate business. And I've been in Northern Virginia in real estate for just a little over 10 years to celebrate my 10th anniversary. Awesome. And so what was it like for you going from being on the leads team or on someone's team to then I don't want to say having to figure it out on your own, because at that point, it sounds like you had quite a bit of transactional experience. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's not like you were naive to it, like, like most people are when they first get licensed. But what was that transition like for you? I'm not going to lie. I was scared. I was like, wait, someone's not going to buy my signs. I have to buy my own lockboxes. I have to tell these, what? The training, as we call it, the training wheels came off and you're on your own. 
And actually I was scared, but at the time Madison was like maybe two and a half. Brayden was maybe just a few months old, maybe not quite a year. And I realized that online leads, he was buying a ton of zip codes and things. But the problem was I had two small children. And so those leads come on, it was like speed to lead. And I always joke with Eric, I've probably lost him hundreds of thousands of dollars on leads (laughs) because I could never, I was not the speed to lead. It was like always during dinner or bath time or something. And, and so I had to figure it out on my own. And so I gave away the leads because I just, I I wasn't, it wasn't my thing. And I'm just not the type of person like I hate buying a car because I hate when people are like in your face. That's just not me. I don't like to be that way. I don't like people to sell to me that way. And so the speed to lead and having to call people like 10 times a day and then text message and email just wasn't for me. So I transitioned into doing more open houses and quickly learned I liked my weekends with my kids. <laughs> and so that kind of wasn't that after a while, that kind of wasn't my thing. But I did a lot of open houses, just did a lot of networking and realized that I like more than ne- the networking and face to face community building than I did the cold leads and like the um, open house kind of processes. So let me ask you this question, because I think a lot of people, I don't think, I know a lot of people feel that way, very similar to what you just described when it comes to the networking, as opposed to the leads or the open houses or even cold calls, et cetera. But I've also found, and this is true for, this is true for most people in our industry, that it's one thing to realize what you like doing, but then getting it, what I would call systematized and doing it. So it's like a regular thing where you're actually following a process, even though maybe it doesn't look or feel like a process to other people. Mm-hmm. Did that come natural for you? Or did you have to learn that? Because if you're going to have success with it, you've got to, or if you're going to have a lot of success with it anyways, you, you've got to be able to ha- have that in some sort of system. How, how, what was that like for you? I realized that I liked the, like I said, the community. And so I happened to start a Facebook group one night just for moms in my area, just because I was a new mom of two. We have no family here. And I was struggling just with like mom stuff as we all are like (laughs) how to die, all the things. And I soon realized that my business was coming from open houses, past clients in this mom's group. And it was like, wait a second. I like this a lot better. I'm not giving up my weekends. And about... I think maybe a year or so into it, I had gone to a women in business conference in Sacramento, California, where I'm from. And I heard somebody talk, they were in one of those MLMs. I can't remember what she was selling, whatever it was at the time. And, and she talked about her systems and how she uses a Facebook group. And I went, wait a second. I like this. Like it's easy for me. It was easier. I can multitask and do different things. And she taught us like how to capture the email. So that's the emails from the the Facebook group. And how to nurture them along the way and not stand up in front of them every five minutes, which is what I hate about salespeople is, hi, I'm a real estate. You got to use me. I'm the best. She taught us how to be a little bit more sly with our content. And it really clicked for me. And it was weird. I wasn't even at a real estate conference. It was just like moms in business. And yeah, I had, she, I learned some system systems from her and I did implemented them into my group to then turn it into a lead magnet for my business. That's awesome. How old is the Facebook group now? Oh my gosh. So 2017 roughly is when I started. Okay. So six, six years ish. Um, What, um, how many members are a part of that group? Just about 10,000. And then we've got many little, it's hard to explain why, but we have these little year groups (laughs) with the main group. And there's a few other, there's maybe four or 5,000 in those groups. And so there's a little over 10,000, maybe almost 15,000. That's fantastic. And then 
give me an idea either last year or last 12 months or year to date, whatever's like easy on the top of your head. What kind of like transaction, either volume or units have you pulled directly from that group? Blast I did over $22 million and 90% of it came from that group. Wow. Yeah. And it's a free group. I wasn't paying for Zillow leads and all the things. It's free lead generation. So that was, that's nice. And it's more personal lead generation and warmer than like cold calling or something else like that. Why do you think that works for you? So I'm slightly extroverted, but I'm slightly introverted. (laughs) Like I don't, I would just die if you dumped me. We always joke, my husband, there's a, a pest control guy that always comes around our neighborhood door knocks and stuff to sell. My husband's like, if that had to be your job, you would just die. I was like, oh yeah, that is not me. I'm not going to just go out and knock on people's doors. And and I and sometimes when I go to big networking events, I'm like always in the corner because I'm like, oh. but this was a way for me to still be social and outgoing. But even though I don't know anyone, I don't, I, I'm not as shy we have, like a, we're a little less timid behind the screen <laughs> and it just, it felt easier for me. Like people needed help. And I think we all like to help. And so when someone said, Hey, I need a painter or Hey, where to get my kid's haircut or what's the best doctor it, being able to provide that, although I'm providing, co- providing value to my group and content, they're remembering me. So then when they want to buy or sell, they think of me because I'm a real estate agent. I have all the answers. That's awesome. <laughs> <They> what, <think. laughs> what, what kind of content do you normally post or put up in that group? So I have a content calendar and I will, I'm not going to lie. I will rotate some stuff back in. So I keep track of what works and what doesn't work. And so it's just a mix of some community events, some funny things like drop your favorite gif of how your morning went. Who doesn't like whose morning's not a nightmare, right? I know my mix of the time. So there's some engagement posts. I do post some of my coming soon's and I use it as a marketing tool when I'm doing listings of, Hey, I've got an exclusive group of 10,000 people. We can push out your coming soon marketing to it. And then I have some guides that have a buyer's guide, a seller's guide. I've got a relocation guide. I've got where to find the best pumpkin patches or where's the best apple picking or Christmas light. So there's a mix of community value things in there as well. And then just some fun stuff because we just have a little bit of fun. Yeah. I was gonna say, it sounds like you, you actually have a good mix. You're not hiding the fact that you're, you sell real estate, but you're also not jamming it down their throats either. I think it sounds to me like you found a good balance there. Yeah, because I don't like, to, like the nothing, I my, we'll joke about, because right now we're looking at buying a new car. And so I says that nothing is worse to me than a car salesman who treats me like a Zillow lead. I don't want you just like constantly just pounding me. I, that doesn't appeal to me. And I don't think it appeals to most people. So I'd like to treat it as that. And I started my group too. I, it wasn't as a lead generation source. It was just like, I'm a mom and I need mom friends and I need help. And I'm sure there's other people in my shoes. So it really came from a place of giving back versus getting leads, which I think is the main difference too. It's more of a community-based group. That's awesome. Did it take you a while to think back to like when you first started the group, did it take you a while to come up with that sort of, I'll call it content flow or rotation of how, I think for some of us who have Facebook groups or I'll call it any sort of community, whether that's on Facebook or not, like there's other platforms for sure that you could do this. The a lot of times the question is like how much real estate content is enough or maybe mm-hmm. how much is too much. Cause I think some of us will tend to err on one side or the other. What at the beginning, what was that like for you? And did, maybe it hasn't changed. Maybe you were lucky right, right out of the big gate or has that something you've had to tweak over the years? I definitely tweaked over the years. And at the beginning I was like a secret agent. Like I didn't really advertise it. And then I started realizing people would recognize my name or my face or and other, they were getting other marketing pieces from me. 
And then over the years, I've actually gone to, I, I consume a lot of different content for different business coaches and different people, but in other industries, not in real estate, because I think it's so valuable to learn from other industries yeah. because doing things that we can use. And so I learned a couple different ways of doing things like, like I never had a nurture system. I collected all these email, I had thousands of email addresses. And one uh, was at a conference. They were like, why aren't you nurturing your list and sending out weekly content like they do in their sales funnels? And so I tweaked that. And then I, as I started doing the emails, one client emailed me one day and she said, I've been getting your emails for three years. Can you help me buy or sell a house? I was like, yes, I can. <laughs> so emails for three years worked. <laughs> was it a quick thing? And then I do a mix of some real estate content, but it's a little bit more not in their face. Like I did a post a couple months back, the first week of the month, the first, yeah, first Saturday of the month, Home Depot does a kid's workshop. And I happened just to post on my personal or my business page and in my Facebook group, Hey, I'm on my way to a listing appointment. We got a little bit of time in with my kids this morning at Home Depot. We made this great, cute little treasure box, had a great time. It's a great free event for you to go to with your kids on a Saturday morning. Posted on my page and I got, I don't know, maybe hundred views. Posted in my group and I got over 5,000 views and a ton of engagement. Like people didn't know. And, but it was a way for me to say I'm a real estate agent. I'm going to a listing appointment, but it wasn't in their face. Yeah. <laughs> So it's little things like that where you're sliding it in there, but then they'll remember it when they need it. Yeah, absolutely. That's really great. What? So you mentioned collecting the email addresses. Are you, besides the emails, are you doing anything else to communicate with your community outside of the Facebook platform? So the reason I ask, and this is, this is partially selfish, I've got a Facebook group as well. It's actually for real estate agents. And I, so for a couple of years, I was a member of a, like a, uh, a mastermind called Genius Network, where there's a ton of all, you know, probably a hundred different industries are represented, lots of really great marketers. And some of the best marketers in the world, I had directly to one-on-one said to me, you've got to communicate with this these people outside of Facebook too, because it's just, otherwise you're at there, you're completely at their disposal. And if they change something on you, it's too bad. They have your whole thing. So this, do you want this to be your group or Facebook's group? And so that was one thing that has stuck with me and we tried to do. And I'm curious, have you done any of that besides the emails? And if so, what does that look like for you today? Yeah. So Facebook owns the group. So, and I've had friends where they've had massive groups and they've been closed down and it happens. So collecting them is really important. One little tip I would say is too, is if you have a group, whoever starts it is like the main admin and Facebook will recognize them as the owner. But add somebody else that you trust, whether it's like a spouse, a sibling, something as a as another admin, because what happens is, or even if you get put in Facebook jail and you can't do anything, they can still run the group. Um, and then, yeah, I collect the emails. They get a weekly email from me. So they're in my database. Um, and then I'll collect emails who will do events and things like that. My Santa party is coming up on December 2nd and we'll do, we'll collect email addresses there. But as far as other than sending them like weekly content and stuff like that and having some events. And we do, we were doing a lot more in-person events pre-COVID, trying to bring that back as things are opening, as things have opened up. But I, I don't really do anything else off of Facebook. I try to keep it in there as much as I can, but I do have the email addresses. So if one day I do get shut down, I can restart another group and say, Hey, we're moved <laughs> over to here. That's awesome. What, what other, like, what are the things that you think people should think about when there's, when there may be someone who's like thinking about starting their own group, or maybe somebody out there listening right now, they have a group and whether, whether it's something hyper local 
around something like a mom's group, or maybe it's around maybe an activity or a hobby or something like that. What are some of the mistakes that you see people doing or things that they maybe should be doing to help them monetize that business-wise? So I spoke at a, a women's conference just a couple of weeks ago for uh, women in real estate. And someone said they had a hiking group and it was, I forget, just hiking something. The problem was, and they were going to use it for real estate. The problem was there wasn't a town attached or a city or a county or something, a location. So we're real estate agents, we're hyper-local, right? So you're going to want, like mine's Loudon Moms, or you want Sacramento Community Group or Sacramento Moms or Dallas, Texas, or whatever it is. Because when people are looking for a group to join, they're going to look hyper-local. You're also going to collect the relocation people because the first thing someone does whenever someone's moving is it's always, and I hate to say this, but it's almost always the wife. They start searching on Facebook groups for moms groups and, and community groups to join, to learn about that area and to learn about the schools and everything. If you don't have that location name, whether it's a city, a town, if your HOA is big enough or neighborhood is big enough, I use the county because ours is about 500,000. Um, if you don't have that city in the name, and in your description, it's going to be harder for people to find it when they're using Facebook as a search engine, as like a Google. So I wouldn't do, we love hiking. <laughs> Don't just do like, we love hiking group. And also that might've been a little too niche down. Even if they did like hikers of you know Loudoun County or something, that might still be a little too niche down. But, and it's got to be a location that people know. I was talking to, actually, I was talking to a, a realtor today when I was out shopping and she was asking me about it and she was going to do Southwest of some county, like Southwest of this particular county. And I was like, well, but we don't call it that. Nobody knows what that is. So it's got to be something that people will recognize. And I think that's the biggest thing is they don't have a good description of what the group is, where it's located, who you are, and maybe a freebie at the bottom that people can click on, whether it's a buyer's guide or relocation guide. I would recommend relocation because that's probably the biggest one you'll get. But if you don't have those pieces in there, it's going to be hard for people to find you and for you to grow your group, which ultimately that's what you want to do to get leads is grow the group. So that's great advice. When it comes to growing the group, as you just pointed out, is that something that is that something that's happened more organic for you? Or was there specific things that you did early on, maybe strategically adding people or putting... I, I would call it like, like some bait out there for people to want to come join in or even advertising. What were the couple of things that you could think of maybe that you did to help grow it so big? So originally it was just like my 10 friends and I didn't think anyone, anyone would join. They do. So it's at first I put my friends in and then they added their friends. And then once you're a proven group, once you're about 500 or so, Facebook will start recommending you. But I did grow it at the beginning doing contests. And I will tell you, people will do anything for like $25 Starbucks gift card. Target gift. Add your 10 favorite friends. We'll have a contest. You can win a gift card. And that worked. And I, it was like, really? <laughs> okay. And then I've also done ads for the group where you can't run an ad to a group yet. Facebook, I think, is working on that from what I see. But um, you can take your business page and run an ad to a landing page. And then you can capture their email information and their information and then direct them to join a group. So you can do ads using a landing page. So I've done that before. Yeah, we did a contest landing page. And then now that we're so big, Facebook just pushes us out there, which can be good and bad because I'm having to weed out a lot of bots or people that are trying to join for other reasons. And so I do vet them. I don't, I have an admin who helps me or a virtual assistant but I add everyone to the group because I like to vet them and make sure they're not real estate agents or lenders or other people or other like bots and things like that for the group. That's awesome. 
And you, you've obviously, you've already given a ton of value on this, but you also, you've recently launched a course on, on how to take this to the next level. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yes. Last year I was at an award ceremony for a brokerage. We have about a thousand agents and I was number four for the company for sales. And I had a bunch of people coming up and like, how do we never see you posting like houses for sale on your face? We just don't see that up. And they said, oh yeah, I started a Facebook group and that's how I do it. And a whole bunch of them wanted to learn. So I said, okay. And so I started like teaching some people how to learn. And then a couple of people from other states emailed me and wanted to learn too. And so I've been coaching on the side and then realized I can't, (laughs) it's hard to explain it to everybody all the time. And I can't, I can't get to everybody. So I created a, a course called Groups to Leads. And it's really everything from starting the group, setting it up properly, naming it, doing your descriptions, growing it, and then how to post content that converts for your group and then how to nurture your group to get leads. Because some people might join your group today, but they may not use you for four years. So you're going to need to nurture them. So there's all those steps in there to help you make it a successful lead generation and a pillar for your business. That's awesome. Say the name of the course again. Groups to leads. And then if you go to groups to leads slash webinar, there's a free webinar about how to start a group and, and some just some general information about Facebook groups or real estate agents. Great. Groups to leads and then groups to leads slash webinar. That's where yeah, the I'll give it to you for the show link here for the awesome. show. Notes. We'll do that. We'll put that in the <laughs> you show. You have to remember. <laughs> and we'll get we'll put those in the show notes for everyone to see. And what I think you just talked about one of the things that stuck out to me, like you talked about screening the people that want to join the group, screening out bots, maybe screening out other agents or lenders or strategically. Yeah. You like, you probably don't want other agents in the group. I, I, what I want to point out and you can correct me or tell me what your experience is like, is this, this is still work. Like you, you are, you may not be doing the door knocking or doing the open houses, but you are still putting in work to make this, to make sure this thing works for you. Right. This isn't just, Oh, put up a group post some funny stuff every once in a while and and business comes to you, like you actually have to put in some time to it. Yeah. And yeah, and it's, and it's over the years, it's gotten so much more. It's maybe like 10, 20 minutes a day, maybe because I've got some stuff pre-planned and things, but yeah. So I know it's controversial. I do not let other real estate agents in my group and, or lenders. I've gotten burned by a lender who was taking leads when people raised their hands saying any real estate, she was saying, they were saying, I've got a be- I've got a better realtor. And so I've learned to kick them out too. Sorry. And I know it sounds harsh, but when you think about it, if you were hosting an open house and you've got unrepresented buyers coming in, would you let another real estate agent stand there and take their information or another lender? No, you wouldn't. So why are you going to let them into your basically virtual open house? You're not going to. So it feels, it, it felt bad at first. I will get it. And I understand that. And, but at the end of the day, it's a business and you're running it and you're providing value to the community and who cares? So what, like they can go start their own group. Others have in my area. It's great. Let them do it, but it's your business. It's your lead generation source. And you treat it, you need to treat it like that. And, and that's why I add the people instead of my virtual assistant, because I can see who's in other real estate because sometimes people don't have it in their name or they don't have, I'm part of XYZ brokerage when you're looking at their profile to join, but you can see that they're in other groups that you're in. So if they're in your local real estate groups or some of the bigger you know groups or even your group, I go, nope, <laughs> not gonna join. Yeah, wow. I don't. To me, it's not controversial. That's what you're the owner. You get you started it. You get to make the rules. To me, that's the thing. Like you have the responsibility of it, but you also get the the benefit of deciding like who gets in and and who doesn't. And you're right. I think that's a great point about the open houses. You wouldn't want another agent hanging out 
poaching the people that your open house signs drove to that house. Or like a builder, if you go as an agent, if you go stand outside a builder showroom and models, like that's not going to go well for you. And it's just not good car. Like you just shouldn't do that. And so I, I, I don't think it's controversial at all. I think the other, mm-hmm. them thinking that they could go in there is the controversial part. Yeah. So you just have to treat it like it's your lead generation, like an open house. It's your own yeah. little open house. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it is. And I think it's great. I love what you've built. Anything else you'd want to share with us today before we go on, whether it be on Facebook groups or just your business journey overall? No, I'd say start a group. And I see so many ages, oh, I started when it wasn't successful. And, but you got to put the effort into it. And you got to have it set up because part of it is your description's not appealing people. The name is not right. Or you're not, or people aren't, people aren't posting in the group because you're not teaching them what to post or you're not providing the content to get it driving. So it does take time at the beginning. I would say I'd spend hours a day (laughs) in it, but it's like my dial. You know how many people are saying there's calling a hundred homes a day or whatever you're speed dialing. So you do have to put the work in. It's not going to be, and it's not an overnight thing. I'm not going to lie. It's not, you're going to start a group today and tomorrow you're going to have 50 leads. It's more of the long game, but when it clicks, it's really cool. Although my kids hate it because like we'll go to the store. So I mean, people recognize me and they hate it, but, but I like it. You get to be a local celebrity and people think, you know, everything when really I don't know everything, but they think I do. So obviously just start it. If you've had problems with the group or anything, reach out to me. I'd be happy to, I looked at someone's group today and gave them some feedback on things they can tweak because sometimes it's just one little tweak and it'll click and it'll start to grow and, and, and provide what you want. And um, don't be afraid to post the same content over and over. Like I have one post and I probably post it maybe once a quarter, once a trimester. And it's what, if there was one thing in your home that you could change, what would it be? And what's powerful about that is sometimes you'll get people, I hate the color of my living room is blue. You'll get people, I hate my neighbor. I hate my HOA. My house is too small. But when people are putting, I'm having a baby and I need a bigger house or my yard doesn't work for my dog. It's such a powerful thing because you can start conversations with them online, but then you can also take their name. If it's Susie Q and she lives in XYZ City, go to your MLS, look up Susie Q in XYZ City and start marketing to her. Because now that they're thinking, there's the wheels are turning. So start marketing to them with more digital content via email, or you can mail them postcards and things like that, or reach out and say, hey, your house is getting too small because you're having a baby. Congratulations. Here's my trading up guide or my whatever it is to help them get that ball going. So that it's a very, it's a powerful thing because you're going to learn things about your members and be able to identify clients before they, they know that they're ready to buy or sell. It's really smart. That's really smart. Laura, thank you for taking the time out today to join us and share some of this. I know a lot of people just got a ton of value or going to get a ton of value out of listening to this. And I just want to say thanks. Thank you for having me. And thank you for Laura for introducing the other Laura. For the other Laura. Yes. The other thank Laura. you for the introduction and thank you for spending some time with us today on the Next Level Agents podcast. Thank you. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at eXp Realty. By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, that's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast 
And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.